Hello and welcome to the Gambler Bet Builder podcast. I'm Selected Bet and I'm joined by our very own king of the Bet Builder Slipstips. How's it going? Yeah, good thanks. Looking forward to a, a quiet couple of days before the, the bumper Boxing Day card. Yeah, it should be good. It's always a good day to look forward to Boxing Day for a football bet. Usually plenty of games on this week. It just so happens to, or this year, it's just so happens to follow on a Saturday. So it's a, a fairly regular Saturday card that we've got ahead of us. And then a busy couple of days uh, after that as well. Yeah, it'll soon get to that stage when no one knows what day it is. And well, it's just <laughs> football on every day. So yeah, bring it on. Yeah, and overpaid Premier Ship and Premier League managers moaning about the number of games that they've got to play over the festive period. But from the punter's point of view, uh, it's the best time of the year, I think. Yeah, I think that's it. It's just constant. Um, almost any time of the day, you, you'll find something to watch. And yeah, hopefully we can help get a few winners this weekend. Yep, so we're well prepared this week so that we can have a wee day off. Possibly two days off uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day uh, before uh, the camp before the storm, really, in terms of the betting. Uh, last week we had the bar again, two out of three, which we would take every week, to be honest, but um, we're still chasing that elusive yeah, treble, three um, out of three winners. Yeah, um, two out of three again last week. I think we were just a goal short in the Southampton City game, and again, typically, I think that was the shortest place of the three, but yeah, another profitable podcast, so yeah, we'd take that most weeks, as you say. Yep, so this week we've got another three lined up, uh, all in the Premier League again, spanned across Saturday and Sunday. Um, so the first one, last week we, last week we kind of devoted it to Mike Dean and we're very close to doing it again this week. We're going all in again on Mike Dean's game this weekend and it's Leicester v Man United with it's second v third. And United, for all their troubles this season, have the chance to go second with a victory at the King Power. Yeah, it's been a strange season. Um, we've got two teams on it on Saturday, second versus third, as you said. Um, Leicester, I think they start the weekend in second, but they sit second, having lost four of their seven home games this season. Um, really bizarre, but they've done <laughs> most of their good work away from home, yeah. winning six out of seven. The most recent being that 2-0 win at Tottenham last weekend. United, as you mentioned, they've been perfect away from home this season I think it's 6 out of 6 and if you actually date it back to to last season I think it's actually 10 out of 10 and one of those victories came at the King Power Mm -hmm. so they'll be looking for same again on Saturday really intriguing game here I think and to be honest I found these two teams quite difficult to to get a handle of this season I think it might sound quite strange given their league positions but no but I think what you've just said about Leicester's home record just doesn't really stand up. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly that. And United have not been great at home either. There definitely is still a bit of sort of unpredictability, I think, mm. about these two teams. So not really too sure what to expect here. I did look at goals. United's last six away games have all gone over two and a half. And I think they themselves have scored three goals in each of those games. And both teams to score has landed in all those games. So goals are something I looked at, but Sort of, as you teased a moment or two ago, um, going to um, focus on cards um, in this one. Uh, and yeah, it's our, our favourite official um, in the middle on Saturday, um, none other than Mike Dean. So yeah, I'm expecting a, a few cards here. We touched on that mad game he had at Molyneux a few weeks ago. I think it was yeah. nine yellows and, and two reds yeah. that day. Last weekend, he was back to 
probably what's about his average. I think it was four cards in the Southampton um, City game, but he did show both sides two cards in that game, and that's something he's done in each of the last four league games that he's officiated and in five of the last six. So that's the angle that I'm looking at here. Um, both teams to receive over one card, and that's priced up at five to four with Bet365. Yeah, Mike Dean's edging up towards the top of that um, referee table. I think he's currently third at the moment in terms of average for his yellow card, so I'm sure he must take some personal pride in topping that table. Um, he's certainly doing all he can in the last couple of weeks to get his card count up. Um, yeah, I mean, two teams, Leicester's got a fairly high card count themselves. They average 2.14 yells uh, per game at the moment. Man um, United kind of average at around one and a half. Uh, yellows per game so yeah even just without the Mike Dean factor uh, over a card each for, for each side isn't isn't the worst shout yeah but as you say Leicester they've been good for cards this season I think they sit second in the disciplinary charts with, with their average and just looking at some of the recent fixtures they've picked up at least two cards in six of the last seven Mm-hmm. So, been good for cards this season, if I remember right, they were the opposite last year. But Yeah, it's strange because it's not something you'd associate a Brendan Rodgers team with. You know, there are yeah. a lot of managers you look at and think, you know, teams are fairly aggressive, but um, Brendan Rodgers teams generally have a, a fairly decent disciplinary record. Yeah, no, I completely agree, but something's definitely changed on that front this season because they've yeah, been consistently sort of racking up the cards. Um, and I, again, I think, as you said, should be quite a Closely thought game. United, mm-hmm. they, yeah, they sort of middle of the road when it comes to their average for cards, um, in about 1.5 per game. But I just think, given how big a game it is, I think both teams are bound to be right up for this one. And um, just looking at, again, some of Leicester's recent fixtures, that, um, this card angle would have paid out in the last four right. league games. And it's also a bet builder that's landed in half of United's away games this season as well which um, just sort of adds to the appeal. Um, and I just think there's plenty of players in forward areas with pace and flair for both teams. Um, and just when you, you throw Mike Dean into the mix, yeah, I think plenty of potential for for some cynical fouls in this one. And I th- just looking about elsewhere, I don't think it's priced up everywhere so far, but it is odds on with, with some other bookies. So, yeah, happy to take it on at 5-4 to four with Bet365. Yep, so... Just keeping it simple, really, in this one then. Over one card for Leicester and over one card for Man United, which pays 5-4 to four at Bet365. Yeah. OK, um, later on, on Saturday afternoon at 3pm, we've got Aston Villa v Palace, which is ninth against 13th in the table. Um, and I guess Villa got to be relatively happy with how they've performed this season. Palace going into the game off the back of losing 7 uh, to Liverpool at the weekend. Um, and you've got a bet builder quite a few selections lined up for this one yeah quite a few um, for this one um, I'll try and make it sound <laughs> as straightforward as possible um, but yeah Villa going really well this season um, now up to ninth after the 3-0 win at West Brom last weekend but a bit like what we discussed with Leicester United a few similar similarities sorry with their their home form that they've done mm-hmm. most of their good work away from home I think it's five wins from six away from home but just Two wins from six at Villa Park, um, three of which were defeats at Villa Park. So, yeah, they had that great result against Liverpool, but they've yeah not been too reliable um, at home. But I think they'll fancy their chances on Saturday when when they come up against a Palace team who went down seven 0 um, at home to Liverpool last week. I don't think it's 
too often that you would sort of associate a Roy Hodgson team maybe getting humiliated like that, then they tend to be quite a tough nut to crack, quite a well-organised team. Um, so I think they'll have been hard on the training ground this week, trying to get back to basics. And I think they'll go back to what they, they tend to do, set, sort of sit into contain and counter against Filler. And that sort of ties in with my thinking for the bet builder here. Um, going to combine under five match goals, over zero Aston Villa goals, over three Aston Villa corners, and over zero Crystal Palace cards. And all of that combined pays four to five with bet three, six, five. Yeah, we touched on the unders market for the goals last week, and you're happy to go in again on this one. Yeah, um, worked for me last week in the Villa West Brom game, and yeah, just looking at Villa's fixtures this season, I think ten of their twelve games have went um, under five, and it's also been a regular in Palace games as well. Eleven of their fourteen games um, seen the, the under five goal play land, and I think you could probably make a case as to why those other three games didn't. That that game last week was. A bit of a freak result. I think. Yeah, I think they came up against Liverpool. So, I mean, some of the, the goals were tremendous last week. You know, it just yeah. felt as if everything was hitting the back of the net. And yeah. I'm not going to say it wasn't a fair reflection on it, but um, yeah, I think Palace can feel a wee bit hard done by <laughs> to yeah. lose the quality of goals that they lost in yeah. on one day. Uh, definitely, it was just one of those days when yeah, I think everything Liverpool hit went in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they more often than not tend to be fairly solid. Um, and Villa themselves, I think that's a large part of their improvement this season. Um, they have played a couple of games less than some teams, but they do have the second best defence in the league um, mm. at, at, this, at the time of recording. I think it's just 13 goals that they've conceded and they've managed a clean sheet in, in each of their last three games. So um, much improved at the back. Yeah. Um, and Palace, they tend to be a team that don't rack up too many goals, so more than happy to go with, with under five here, all things considered. Yeah, and um, also, sorry, just also on the goals yeah. front, um, part one leg of the bet builder is over zero goals for Villa, um, and that's, they've scored in 10 of 12, I think, they've only failed to score twice in the league so yeah. far this season. Yeah, and that's what I've got here as well, yeah, I think 10 out of 12 in Palace, um, despite being a team that you would maybe... Associate clean sheets with. They've only managed one shutout in 14 matches this season, and that was the opening weekend of the season. So they're now 13 without a clean sheet. And whilst I do think they'll they'll tighten up for this game, I still fancy Villa to grab at least one goal. I think they'll have the sort of lion's share of possession, and they are good for a goal. As you said, 10 of their 12 have managed at least one. Um, so I, I think that they can find a breakthrough, but they might have to be patient. Yeah. And on the corners front, Villa, I think they top the corners table um, overall and at home in the Premier League. So I don't think asking for uh, over three corners for Villa is asking too much when they average seven and a half per game. Yeah, something I've highlighted in the last couple of podcasts, I think. They, as you say, it's at the top of the corner charts when it comes to team corners with their seven and a half per game average. And they'll be coming up against a side who have... Um, I think they're conceding over five on average Palace um, per game. And just looking at some of Villa's recent fixtures, they've hit at least six in each of their last seven. Um, so it's quite a regular feature in their play for them to mm-hmm. rack up corners. They get it wide, get plenty of, of shots in. They've got 
some good attacking players and the likes of Grealish, Watkins. I thought Triori looked really good last weekend on the right-hand side. So, yeah, quite happy to to back them to, to hit over three here in a game where I think they'll have the majority of the possession. OK, and uh, Anthony Taylor is the man in the middle. He's not the most prolific um, in terms of cards, but still averaging two and a half per game. Um, and you're going for over zero cards for Palace here. Yeah, Taylor, he's, I think his averages were a lot higher last season. He's definitely um, sort of been a bit more lenient um, this season with the cards. But one thing that I did think quite interesting, Aston Villa, they're the most fouled team in the league. And they also have the most fouled player in Jack Grealish, who tends to be on the receiving end of yeah. quite a, a rough treatment on a weekly basis. Um, I think Palace, they average about 1.5 cards per game. And although Taylor's maybe not been as card happy, I just think Palace could be on the back foot for long spells here. They do have a bit of an ageing squad, and I think they should be good for at least one card. And that's something they've done in their last five games, is receive at least one card. So happy to add that in to nudge up the price. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting angle to look at these card bets, is who's on the receiving end of cards. I think uh, Zaha, uh, last season or maybe the season before, kind of talked to chaps in terms of most fouls received in a game, so it was always good to go against the you know the player that he's directly up against. Um, if you're looking for individual card bets, but um, yeah, it's, it's interesting that you highlight Villa being on the receiving end of the most fouls, and particularly Jack Grealish. Yeah, and that could be a nice wee long shot to look at in this game. Mm. If both Grealish and Zaha start, as you would expect, then maybe their, their direct opponents could be a nice little um, card double for, for a bit of interest um, yeah. on Saturday. OK, so just to summarise then, uh, it's over zero goals for Villa, over three corners for Villa, over zero cards for Palace and under five match goals, and that pays four to five in a bet365 bet builder. Yeah, that, that's the one. OK, and to round things up, on Sunday evening we have Spurs visit to Wolves and just looking at the league table I suppose it's a measure of how tight things are at the top. Spurs were actually top of the league just two weeks ago and they're now sitting sixth in the table um, and I worked out and my maths may be wrong here but I reckon that worst case scenario they could actually be ninth on Sunday night if they don't win and other results go against them which is yeah. quite remarkable in yeah, the is... of what, two or three weeks to go from first to ninth at the top of the table. Yeah, that, that's hard to believe that they could slump to ninth, um, yeah. depending on results. Um, they were leading away just a couple of weeks ago, but recent results have now raised questions about whether or not they can be title contenders. I think they drew at Palace, that late defeat at Liverpool, then the 2-0 defeat against Leicester last weekend. So it just goes yeah. to show how quickly things can change yeah. in football. Um, things can look different really quickly um, and I think that they'll have another sort of tough game on, on Sunday. Definitely a, a banana skin going to, yeah. to Wolves. They have had a bit of a stop start season so far. I think they beat Chelsea last midweek before losing to Burnley on Monday. Definitely look, look like a team that are missing Raul Jimenez up top but I still think they've got enough about them to, to keep this one competitive but not expecting a lot of goals here. Two teams who like to play in the counter-attack. Um, and I think five of the last six matches at Molyneux have gone under two and a half and six of Spurs' last seven in the league have featured fewer than three goals. So um, it doesn't point towards um, a goal fest this one, but 
going to steer clear of the goals here and again focus on cards and, and corners and the, the combination I like to look off for this one is over zero cards for each team over two match cards and over six match corners and that again pays four to five with bet three six five yeah how much is Paul Tierney coming to your thinking here he's one of just two men who are above Mike Dean in that referee table um Wills averaging 1.5 cards per game Spurs averaging 1.29 now Liverpool are the only team in the league who are averaging less than a card a game so as we've said multiple times on this podcast asking for a card each per team isn't asking a lot really yeah no you're not asking too much i don't think for a card for each team even in the premier league when it tends to be less or a card happy referees but yeah paul tierney is um as you said i think he's second highest when it comes to yeah. card averages um even one place above mike dean hopefully mike um tries to <laughs> shop that, that right out, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, tierney's um, also got three reds in, in his eight games as well yeah, I noticed that as well. That he's, I think he's in his last two games. He's, he's shown a red. Um, yeah, as well. So, yeah, he's not been slow when it comes to get the book out. I think the last four games he's officiated. They've, we've had five, six, six, and five cards uh, in a red in each of those two. As I said, so yeah, been, been good for a card this season. That definitely has sort of played a part in my thinking when it comes to to, to this bet builder. The two teams don't particularly rank quite high when it comes to their team averages um, for cards but I just think um, it, it's two teams who again have good technical players in forward areas that can draw fouls but I also think both sides have equally good players that will take a card to, to nullify that threat mm-hmm. if they have to in this game I can just see it being quite a, a bit of a battle um, this yeah. game so yeah happy to back both teams to, to pick up one apiece and over two match cards um, as well Okay, and the other angle is the corners uh, angle over six corners. We're looking for seven or more. Uh, Wills averaging 4.79, Spurs 4.36. Again, neither side overly prolific when it comes to corners, but uh, combined, then we would hope to land that that number of corners reasonably comfortably. It's not a high line when it's match corners. might be a bit much to ask if it was one team you were focusing on there, but... Yeah, Wills almost five per game, Spurs about four and a half. Um, but both of their matches are averaging nine and ten corners per game, respectively. So happy to go with, with over six here. Yeah, um, as, you, as you say, it's better to have both teams working on their behalf than just the one. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would rather um, yeah have the, the match corner play on side rather than maybe sort of relying on one team to, to rack up a high number of corners. Um, and just looking at their fixtures last season when these two met, um, this um, bet builder did land it in both of those games. But I remember the the game at Molyneux, I think it was quite early into Mourinho's sort of tenure at Spurs. It was a really fiery affair. I think Spurs won it late on. It was, I remember it just being a really sort of closely thought game. There was plenty of cards. Um, and yeah, I just think, given the makeup of both sides, I am happy to, to apply the same bet builder um, on Sunday. Yeah, perhaps no love lost between the two Portuguese managers. Yeah, that could maybe add a bit of spice to it, hopefully. Let's hope so. Okay, so just in summary on that one then, it's over zero cards for Wolves, over zero cards for Spurs, over two cards in the match total, and over six corners, and that combined pays four to five on a bet three, six, five bet builder. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, can you just give us a wee recap then of the three bets for the weekend? 
Yeah, of course. Um, first one is on Saturday afternoon for Leicester Man United. And the bet builder for this one is over one card for Leicester and over one card for Man United. And that pays five to four with bet 365. The second bet builder was on Saturday at 3pm um, for Crystal Palace's trip to Aston Villa, where I'm combining under five match goals, over zero Aston Villa goals, over three Aston Villa corners and over zero Crystal Palace cards. And that pays four to five with bet 365. And the final one is on Sunday night when Wills face Tottenham. And I'm going for over zero Wills cards, over zero Tottenham cards, over two match cards and over six match corners. And that's at four to five with bet three, six, five. Good stuff. And fingers crossed this is the week that we get that elusive treble up, which pays uh, around 6.29. So just over six to one at bet three, six, five. So fingers crossed for that one. Okay, that's us for this week's Bet Builder podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, remember, you can follow Slips Tips on Twitter at Slips Tips, and you can catch regular tips from him on the MrFixitsTips.co.uk website. Um, so make sure you check that out. And that just remains for me to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and best wishes uh, for the festive period. And best of luck with your Bet Builder bets this weekend. Yep, thank you. Merry Christmas to all the listeners. 